What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Well, what is going on, New Vision friends and family? And again, maybe some new friends are joining us for our walk through Joshua. Thank you for those who have been along for the journey thus far. Uh, I think we're in our sixth week of walking through the book of Joshua, and um, we have seen God do some amazing things. He has split um, the Jordan River in two, forced people to walk through on dry ground. We have seen him make the sun stand still. We have seen some amazing things that the Lord has been able to do, and we have seen the reaction and the response of Israel to be obedient. Not always, um, but when they choose to be obedient, God uses it and leverages that. Today, if you are new to kind of the rhythm of our podcast, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the text in its entirety, and then I'm just going to give some feedback and some thoughts and some insights um, that will help us better live today. And so if you have your Bibles or Um, whatever it is you read God's word with, we're going to be in Joshua chapter 10, and we're going to go through verse 29 through 43, where we're going to finish out um, chapter 10 of Joshua. And let me go ahead and say this on the front end. We're going to read about the Israelites conquering and destroying and conquering and destroying and conquering and destroying. And the temptation might be as we read about the conquering and destroying and the conquering and destroying, The temptation might be like, man, maybe God is not as good as I thought. This seems like God is angry. This seems as if God is upset. This seems as if God is mad. Um, But I think what we are going to see is we're going to see grace seen, but we're also going to see a response to when evil is done. Um, And so don't lose heart. Uh, God does not change. He is still graceful. Um, But because of, you know, our shortcomings, grace means even more. Um, And so as we navigate through, I want you to keep an open mind, open heart as we navigate. And hopefully I will be able to give you some insight. But I I will say the tail end of this chapter 10 is heavy. And so let's dive in. Verse 29 chapter 10 of Joshua, and I'm reading the CSB version. So if it doesn't say exactly what your translation says, it should be fairly close. So here we go. Joshua and all Israel with him crossed from Maccaday to Libna and fought against Libna. The Lord also handed it and its king over to Israel. He struck it down, putting everyone in it to the sword and left no survivors in it. He treated Libna's king as he had the king of Jericho. From Libna, Joshua and all Israel with him crossed to Lachish. They laid siege to it and attacked it. The Lord handed Lachish over to Israel and Joshua captured it on the second day. He struck it down, putting everyone in it to the sword, just as he had done with Libna. At that time, King Horam of Gezer went to help Lachish. But Joshua struck him down along with his people, leaving no survivors. Then Joshua crossed from Lachish to Eglon, and all Israel with him. They laid siege to it and attacked it. On that day, they captured it and struck it down, putting everyone in it to the sword. He completely destroyed it that day, just as he had done in Lachish. Next, Joshua and all Israel with him went up from Eglon to Hebron. 
and attacked it. They captured it and struck down its king, all his villages, and everyone in it with a sword. He left no survivors, just as he had done with Eglon. He completely destroyed Hebron and everyone in it. Finally, Joshua turned towards Debir and attacked it, and all Israel was with him. He captured it, its king, and all his villages. They struck them down with a sword and completely destroyed everyone in it, leaving no survivors. He treated Debir as its king as he had treated Hebron, and he had treated Libna and its king. So Joshua conquered the whole region, the hill country, the Negev, the Judean foothills, and the slopes with all their kings, leaving no survivors. He completely destroyed every living being as the Lord, the God of Israel, had commanded. Joshua conquered everyone from the Kadesh Barnea to Gaza and all the land of Goshen as far as Gibeon. Joshua captured all these kings in their land in one campaign because the Lord, the God of Israel, fought for Israel. Let me say it again. Joshua captured all these kings in their land in one campaign because the Lord, the God of Israel, fought for Israel. Then Joshua returned with all Israel to the camp at Gilgal. All right, first off, what I want to highlight is you look at this and go, man, conquering after conquering after conquering, laying waste to anything that stands in the path of Israel. Wow, that seems so strong. What I want you to understand is, is that these people, these groups, these, these individuals, these cities, they were doing all kinds of atrocities. And I also want us to understand is that God kept extending grace and kept extending grace and kept extending grace and kept extending grace and giving them an opportunity to turn from their wicked ways and to follow him. To repent means to turn and to follow him. He gave time after time after time because we all know God is a patient king. And yet they still chose to continue to chase what was not righteous and what was evil in the sight of God. And so because of that, because of their actions, the repercussions of their actions was that they were destroyed by the Israelites. And let me kind of put it in this perspective for you. This helps me understand it a little bit more. So as a kid, I remember my parents would say, hey, Nick, I'm going to remind you, make sure you do this. Hey, Nick, make sure you do this. Hey, Nick, make sure you do this. And that would continue for a while. You know, my Parents were extending grace to me that I did not understand, but yet I continued in the course of action that required correction. So eventually, and you know what happened eventually, correction happened. So that could be a gentle reminder of, hey, I'm going to give you this punishment. I'm going to allow you to be in your room. Or back in the day growing up, it was a whooping um, where they would use a belt or their hand to give me a painful reminder of where I was falling short in order that I might live better, in order that I would do what was best and do the right thing. And so as we see in Joshua 10, God has given lots and lots of grace, but these nations and these peoples never gave in and never repented from their ways. And so the consequence of those actions were the Israelites came and swept through. 
Another thing is I want us to see in this is that the king is always working. See, it sometimes appears that the enemy is winning. Ever felt like that? Ever felt like those who are not choosing to do the right thing? Ever felt like those who are walking in the opposite way than God has invited people to walk? It sometimes appears that they are winning. But God is at work and he has a plan. He is at work and he does have a plan. And just because it's the appearance that those who are doing evil give the appearance of winning, that will not be the end result. There are repercussions to their actions. And so because of that, we are reminded that even though it appears that the enemy is winning, the enemy does not win. And the last thing I want to close with is this. And I think this is a great reminder, no matter where you are in the battle, if it feels like those around you who are not seeking the things of God or winning, or if it feels as if those around you, or maybe that you haven't been extended grace, maybe you have been reminded that you have been extended grace, no matter what situation and circumstance you are in right now, I want you to remember this word from verse 42. Joshua captured all these kings in their land in one campaign. Why? Because the Lord, the God of Israel, fought for Israel. Then Joshua returned with all Israel to the camp at Gilgal. Can I remind you? Better, may I remind you that your king is at work and the victory lies with the king. Even when it appears that victory is not coming, even when it feels as if maybe God has fallen asleep at the wheel, let me remind you, he has not fallen asleep. He is at work. It might not be as fast as we would like it, but his timing is perfect. And may we remember that our God is the same yesterday and forever. He is a God that offers grace, but also opposes evil and pride. And so when we choose that, there are consequences. And we're left to our, where that pathway ends. And it doesn't lead to life, but it ends up leading to death. And so may we be reminded that we have a good king who goes before us. We have a good king who's in our midst. And we have a good king who has our back. So don't lose heart. Fix your eyes and remember our king is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is good, he is faithful, he is merciful, and he is gracious, even in times where it doesn't appear that way. I hope you join us tomorrow as we continue. We'll pick back up in Joshua chapter 11, and um, hopefully you'll spend some time in this word and marinating on it and seeing what's the best next step you can take in light of what we kind of explored today. No, we're for you, but more importantly, your God is for you. And we look forward to seeing you all back here next week. Bye, everybody. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.